everybody, it's Richie, and before we start this episode of the show, we of course are here to tell you about DraftKings. Basketball season, the regular season at least, is slowly coming to a close and we are getting ready for the playoffs. So now is the best time to sign up at DraftKings and the DraftKings app to earn your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. All you got to do is download the DraftKings app right now, use that promo code THPN during signup, and DraftKings is putting you in the action with free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Remember how it works. When you play daily fantasy basketball, all you do is pick your lineup, you stay under their salary cap, and you see how your team stacks up against the competition. You can also play... Daily Fantasy Hockey, Daily Fantasy Baseball, whatever sport you'd like. Hey, Daily Fantasy NASCAR, too. Yes, that happens as well. All at DraftKings, DraftKings.com. Promo code THPN. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in, Sporting Nation. It's nice to speak to you all. I am talking as the Coyotes. You heard it here, folks. Got three points against the Vegas Golden Knights. How weird have these past couple days been to talk about that and so much more. Per the usual, my overworked but still amazing and wonderful co-host, Richie Suave Flores. How you doing? Hello, Corey. You know, uh, yeah, it's been a very long Sunday, been a very busy last, you know, four or five days with the NFL draft and a bunch of other stuff going on and the pod and the Coyotes. But uh, as soon as I as soon as we wrap up here and go home, I think I might open a new bottle of wine. I feel like I I deserve that as uh, after uh, such a crazy busy week this week. And uh, and yeah, maybe that's what I'll do. Oh, absolutely. You definitely deserve a new bottle of wine. <laughs> I, ha- I also heard that your bourbon might be coming in soon. Is that a, is that a fact? Yes, it hasn't officially shipped yet, but it is close to being shipped at some point. I, I All I got was an email saying uh, it's being processed and getting ready to ship. So some point in the next few weeks, I'll be getting a brand new bottle of Brothers Bond Bourbon, which is very exciting. That's awesome. So at least you've got a new bottle of wine tonight, and then you'll get a bottle of bourbon later. You're just rolling in some good alcohol right now. I Yeah, I agree. That's that's kind of my brand. Like I feel like my brand isn't very strong, but if I do have a brand, it's being really weird and, and enjoying good booze uh you want to talk about really weird um one of our friends kevin schaefer he he at one of scotty's um birthday parties took your jersey he is a much bigger man than you like just in general like he's he's tall and and big and uh, basically wore it as a crop top. <laughs> I remember was, that, yeah. And it came up as a memory. Um, like, Sky was going through his memories on Snapchat, and 
came across that. And uh, I think sometimes in, in THPN, we get considered weird amongst everyone else. But then I remember like amongst our friends and everyone else, we're pretty damn normal. <laughs> Because this is like pretty normal shit. And the fact that, you know, on the quack report, they had to say, they were like, well, this is a uh, Corey and Richie question because it's kind of a weird question. Actually, to me, that question was so much more interesting than their question about um, like a sentimental memory of playing floor hockey in school. First of all, here in the States, like they may cover a California team, but they both live in Canada. So here in the States, you don't really play floor hockey and PE. I don't know anyone who's ever played floor hockey and PE. Uh, we did like hockey with um, like a, a fake yellow puck, kind of like a, and then the really shitty sticks that you would play like on a basketball court outside somewhere, but we never actually did like a floor hockey. Yeah. I'm the same way. We, we played like kind of like field hockey with like the, the sticks and and balls, but we didn't actually play like actual street hockey or, or floor hockey, I guess is what they were referring to. So, but yeah, do you, want to fill the sporting nation on, in on the question that they asked on their show that yeah that question was actually a really solid question it was really entertaining and it really got me thinking so their question was if one of the uh disney princesses had an only oh wait no if all of them had an only fans account which one would be making the most amount of money and this i think is a very intriguing question so much more interested like my my interest in the entire thing peaked at that moment like i don't understand how you can't enjoy this question it's very um out of the box to be honest with you i actually now think we're not weird we're just not boring um i and i think i ended up saying snow white because she lived with with seven dwarves can't think that all of that was all nice and and clean, you know. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's true. Um, that's there's some kinky stuff going on there. So. <laughs> Disney lies, people. But like, I I took this as more of like a a straight up like, okay, which of the Disney princesses is most attractive? Which is kind of weird when it comes to cartoons. But, See, I, I took it as which one would know the stuff to post to get the most fetishes. Like, you would yeah, have see, to know the both, amount of... Both you and the and the guys thought that, too. You guys had some weird fetish shit going on. I was like, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like, if you're good-looking, you'll probably find a way to make a lot of money on there. I don't know. I mean, like, Snow White, she has been around seven, lives with seven men. She'd have to know all the little nuances of what they like and what they want to see. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But getting a guy's perspective isn't always the smartest thing to do in the world. Just put that. That's true. Put, put that out there. But I, I had two competing choices that I, I chose when it comes to answering that question. The first one was Elsa from Frozen. Because she's blonde. 
And my second choice was more of a... Did you just admit to uh, having a thing for blondes on the pod? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? That's that, the question. That is the correct answer. As a lifelong blonde, Richie, that is always the correct answer. We will not tell Kat you said that. <laughs> she is our token brunette. Well, yeah. I mean, you, yeah. Know, you and I have talked about this before. I was like, I don't really... Hair color doesn't really bother me. Like, I, I'm... I find all types of hair colors attractive, but um, so but just because she's blonde, that's that's a that's a top point. And then the other one I chose was because of who portrayed her in the movie, uh, the Beauty and the Beast live action movie, with which is Emma Watson, and um, and of course she was um, in Harry Potter. She played Hermione in Harry Potter, so that's like a she has a very close part to my heart because she was Hermione Granger. <laughs> We're diving deep into my soul tonight, aren't we? It, well, yeah, we are diving deep into your soul. The funny part is I, I said something to Scotty, and Scotty said that uh, it would be Cinderella because she came from, like, not having any shit, like, at all. She was poor. She had nothing. So if anyone knows how to to work to rake in the money, it's going to be Cinderella. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I guess that, that's true. She's desperate. Yeah. Can be, can be desperate. <laughs> We're killing. Please don't listen to this with your children in the car. Because this is probably not helpful for their, uh, their Disney princess well, well-being. Or, no, or something absolutely not. Way. Absolutely not. So, Sporting Nation is learning a lot about us tonight. Um, so you're welcome. That even started getting weird for us, too. Like, there's a there's a level. We've hit some pretty high levels on this show. I mean, yeah, we've talked you know, about penises. We've talked about vaginas on this show. We've talked about mummified cats yes. and walls, and um, what your dick size means about like your job that you have. Like we have, there's been a lot of things that we've gone through on this show. And I actually feel like that the latter part of that conversation started getting almost more weird. Because you're talking about cartoon characters. That is true. So this is, yeah, you're starting to get into creepy territory. Exactly, exactly. Which is probably why we should stop the conversation there before we get ourselves more in trouble. Absolutely. (laughs) And move into some. So anyway, thank you to uh, the guys at the Quack Report for mentioning us and that. And now we have talked about it on our show. But I feel like we should dive into some, a couple of Coyotes pieces of information. Three out of four points against the Golden Knights. Good for them, I guess. They got a shutout. Aiden Hill, good. They came back from two goals down to force overtime on Saturday on the second part of a back-to-back. Also good. Goals from Christian Fisher. Good. Uh, goal again for Michael Bunting. Good. Um, but unfortunately, they lost in overtime of that second game. We're in a chance to gain another point on the Seamless Blues, who also lost in overtime on, on Saturday. Unfortunately, they did not do that, though, because of a controversial call in that three-on-three overtime period uh, where the referees called the Coyotes for too many men on the ice, and the Golden Knights ended up scoring on the power play that 
wound up happening after Alex Goligoski couldn't skate to the bench quick enough. So let's dive into that because that was the big topic of conversation after the game, obviously, from fans and from players. And in my opinion, it was the right call to make. Alex Goligoski just didn't skate quick enough to the bench. He was too far away. For the, and the referees almost had to make that call because in the letter of the law, that's too many men on the ice. However, we've seen in other circumstances where you could probably call a too many men on the ice penalty on almost every line change and they don't call it, right? And there's sometimes where players are skating back slowly when they're in behind the play, kind of like what was happening in that overtime play when Jacob Chickering got the puck there and Alex Goligoski was way behind the play and really had no effect on it. So it's just kind of it would, the worst thing about it is something that you put out on your Twitter account, Corey, which is like, why do you make that call at that point in the game? And that was my biggest thing. It's like, man, like if it's really that close, like just let it go. Alex Goligoski is way behind the play. He had nothing to do with it. Just let it go and let the teams decide what's going to happen in this game instead of calling a power play and in overtime like that and putting the dangerous golden knights and basically giving them the win yeah that's the thing is if you end up in overtime giving a team you know a four on three in overtime everyone's exhausted at this point and you have a team that's like the golden knights who play really well in those situations it's going to be an automatic goal it's going to be an automatic goal for a lot of teams and so yeah i put it out on my twitter asking about I said brings the usual philosophical question do you call close calls in overtime or do you let them go surprisingly there was a lot of people that said that they would expect them to make the call Polly Cupcakes who's also on the network with us said a penalty is a penalty hockey refs need to be consistent which they aren't Pat said it was the right call. Blame the loss on another disastrous start to the game. Bad first periods are why this team will likely miss the playoffs. Kenny said, have to be consistent. It's a penalty in regulation. If it's a penalty in regulation, it's a penalty in OT, especially in 3v3 where there's less margin of error before it ends up in the back of the net. Michael said it's super close. Air on the side of letting them play. Five for Howling said, I think that it should still be called. In general, I think referees should be better at calling things and not trying to control the pace of the game. And I don't think that the game going to overtime changes that. Um, guy, the Hawaii Blues fan, you call them. ACM, let it go. It was relevant to the game borderline anyway. I would say the same if it was called against the Knights. Let the players decide the outcome unless the penalty has an effect on the game. And um, C, Bocker 44, not ref furthest away for sure and i love michael bunting um said a penalty in regulation should be a penalty in ot2 i was honestly very surprised by this because i am very much a proponent of not calling it and and now i realize that people on my twitter will um, not like me for this but i don't think especially when you have a team that is you know counting every single point they can get to possibly get into the playoffs. 
you don't make big swinging decisions in in that situation where who's going to make it in the playoffs and you don't make big swinging decisions and who's going to win that game off of really tight um, decisions in overtime. I would much rather that players just um, play through it and decide it amongst themselves. And that if it really wasn't blatant, if it's a blatant call where, you know, it really made a difference in the game and you need that to be called, then yes. But if you're getting nitpicky about it, I just kind of feel like it completely ruins the pace of the game. Just let it go and let them keep playing it out. It wasn't going to really make a big difference in the long run. So why even call it? Just let them figure it out. And that's, I don't know, that's always going to be my thing. I understand people saying, you know, if it's a, what's the difference in in OT as in regulation? And even in regulation, I'm always like, if it's a close call, why call it? I'd rather them be calling less when it comes to those type of things and more when it comes to things that could actually be injuring players or making um, big differences in goals in the game. That one wasn't going to make a big difference in the long run. And, and I don't really think they would make that call, say, in the playoffs. Right? In my opinion. If we learn anything from the uh, Tim Peel scandal, if you want to call it that, from earlier this year, just like we know refs change how they call a game depending on what's happening within the game, the flow of the game, the pace of the game, and penalties aren't, aren't always penalties. Right? That <laughs> I give you that's the best way I could put it. Put that on your on your quote tweet this week everybody. Penalties are not always penalties. This is like my version of Do you remember Rudy Giuliani years ago, Corey, when he was talking about uh, something related to Donald Trump and he was like the truth isn't truth? That's like I feel like what I feel like I just said, and I feel like what I just said makes no sense. But my explanation of it makes sense, which is referees change how they call games depending on the situations. And I feel like in the playoffs, they will let a lot more go. So I don't know why in this situation, especially when you're so close to really – they're about halfway through the overtime period, just like just let it go. Like, you know, just – let the let the players decide what's going on. I I'm a big fan of that, like you just said. So I 100% agree with you that if it's like a, an egregious penalty of some sort, like a high stick or a trip, uh, that's pretty egregious. Sure, you call it because there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it that it's a penalty. But like in this, where it's a little bit more objective, in my opinion, than some of the other calls, then. It's 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 frustrating to say the least, and this is the second time that this has happened for the Coyotes and Knights this year. Because remember, Corey, all the way back at the beginning of the season, in like the first three or four games that the Coyotes played the Golden Knights, the Coyotes lost one to nothing on a controversial call at the end of regulation because the Coyotes essentially stopped skating because they thought they were going to an icing call when they didn't. So twice this year. The Coyotes lost points to the Golden Knights because of weird circumstances and weird calls made by referees or non-calls made by referees. It is kind of funny that 
what screwed them over last time was a no call, and what screwed them over this time was a call. Yeah, isn't it? It's, it's funny how things work out like that. Yeah. Which just goes to show you that, like, there's a massive conspiracy against the coyotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could. There you go. Where's the conspiracy music we have? You know, like the UFO type conspiracy music needs to start playing in the background right now. Yeah, that's what it it's funny because um, I I have to wonder, speaking of conspiracies, if they if refs are calling those type of calls a little bit more now after the whole incident, after the whole, you know, we missed this call, had to make up a call, and then it was a discussion of, you know, how refs really handle these games and how they don't call certain things or they they will extra call things to try and make up for things that they missed. You have to wonder if they're trying to be consistent on calling every little thing now due to what happened. That's a great conspiracy theory. However, I don't think it's the case. I don't think the referees are changing how they're calling games because one referee got caught on a hot mic on something like we talked about when that story first hit. That's what happens in all sports. Pretty much everything you can think of when it comes to refereeing any particular game or sport is very objective. And that's what the Kyries got themselves into again on Saturday is they just were the unfortunate non-beneficiaries of a a non-black and white penalty. And you have to really wonder what what it would have been if it was on the other side, too. I, I do think that there would be more uh, Knights fans outraged if it was called the other way. Oh, I 100% agree with that, but that I think that's that's something that is league-wide and in every sport, too, where you're always going to be biased towards your team. But I feel like most Coyotes fans were pretty... They were annoyed by what with hap- what with what happened but like you mentioned in all those replies to your tweet Corey mostly everybody was like fuck well what are we gonna do it's just bad luck again you know they understood that it was like very likely that call but fans were still very frustrated but I think Golden Knights fans they would be bitching for four straight fucking days if that happened to them Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because that's here. what they do. They're a whiny fan base, okay? Quote me on Twitter again. The Golden Knights <laughs> fans are a whiny fan base. Oh gosh, this is going to be stirring some shit. At me, all of you Golden Knights fans shit. out there. You are a whiny fan base. Just like the what? Just like the uh, California teams. Pretty much every fan of every California team whiny. I'm speaking mostly of like Los Angeles 
and the Dodgers <laughs> and the Lakers. <laughs> You're like, let me narrow it down. Yeah. Instead of the entire state, yeah. let me narrow it down. Yeah, I'm, because I'm a fan of the Rams, so I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I'm not fucking whiny. I don't think I'm a whiny Rams fan. I think Rams fans are actually generally pretty nice people. But Dodgers fans and Lakers fans, fucking whiny. Same thing with Toronto Maple Leafs fans, fucking whiny. Okay? Add the Golden Knights to that list. Whiny. Thank you. I don't know why I had the conspiracy music playing during my rant there, but... (laughs) Because that's your conspiracy, is that they're a whiny fan base. My conspiracy with it was the fact that that this would have been a bigger deal if it would have been... Golden Knights fans. I do genuinely think that. I I think part of it is Coyotes fans don't have the fight left in them. I think everyone's a little bit given up at this point. You know, the win against the Knights was was a nice little cherry on top. It was nice to see, but it wasn't anything that anyone's holding out hope for. So I think that's why they were able to take it a lot more calm and a lot more rationally. Because if you go back to the icing incident, it was a lot more um, vitriolic. Yeah, a lot more angry back and forth. Yeah, there was a lot of arguing. Like, we were kind of caught in the middle because, like, uh, the Knights podcast on on the network was literally, speaking of whiny, um, was like, posting pictures that were like screenshots that were zoomed in that were super pixelated and like going hardcore posting like the rule book on the web on twitter there was like coyotes fans going after them and attacking them there was other people that weren't even coyotes fans attacking them on twitter um and so they they started going that way and in, in response all of these people that were Coyotes fans and not Coyotes fans were just like completely like bullying them. It was going insane over that missed ice call. But then when it came to this, it seemed to be no one really said anything. And to me, it's not like I was mad that the call was made. I just honestly would have preferred that they let, let them play from a standpoint of me as a a hockey fan. Like I would just rather they let that fight out. That's the whole point of three on three is to be able to watch them, you know, watch them play three on three hockey. I don't really need them to be playing four on three hockey. If that, I know it sounds dumb, but like the whole point of it is to have fun and watching them play three on three hockey and that's the same thing we go back to with uh, shootouts is, you know, a lot of people don't want the shootout anymore because it's just a skills competition, whereas you can just keep on watching them play sudden death three on three. It, I, I think it honestly is a personal preference. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that, too. Um, and uh, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that the season's almost over, so... The Coyotes aren't part of the anti-Coyotes conspiracy that we've seen now pretty much the entire regular season. Quote me on that, too. There's an anti-Coyotes conspiracy out there. All right. A um, lot of quote stu- you, stuff you can quote me on tonight, Corey. So uh, it's going to be a good good week for our social media. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's going to be an interesting night on social media. I'm just here so to far- piss people off and fire people up. 
So far, I've said the Golden Knights fan base is a whiny fan base. Do you want me to add anything else to it? I felt like you had some F words in there. A little bit more oomph. <laughs> uh, I, we can find some more. We'll find some more throughout uh, throughout the show because we still have a few minutes left. So I'm still sure I still have I still have some more left. So um, we wanted to keep tonight's episode short. So there's a couple more things we wanted to get to, um, including name that coyote. Now uh, I kind of sprung this on you, so it's okay if you don't have anybody in mind. Do you have a particular Coyotes player in mind to quiz me on this week? Because last week. Uh, or on the last show, uh, we debuted this game show, and you performed terribly. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try and put my girl in the hot seat this time and be the contestant and see how I do. So do you have – were you able to conjure up a name that you I can try and guess? I actually do. I, I, I thought about this actually long and hard. And by that, I mean I've thought about it since you told me that I was going to be doing this today. Um, I, I tried to come up with someone tricky because it was hard for me this last time and I don't want to be the only person embarrassed. All right. Well, there's the game show music. So now it's time to play name that coyote. Here's your host, Corey Crenshaw. Oh, I don't have, I don't have the, I don't know the, I don't have the voice that you do the game show host voice so we will be playing guess that coyote and hopefully richie will be just as confused as i was i will give richie three questions that he may ask about this coyote to try to narrow down who he is all right richie question number one which country is this player from? Mm, which country? Okay, okay. Let's see here. Germany. Oh, it's Tobias Reader. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Whoa! I needed one! You thought I was actually going to give that to you as my actual one? No, that was just fun that I was going to oh. give to you. I did that as as a little nod for you. No, okay. So my actual person <laughs> which I actually have to pull his back up. Um is from the US. Hmm. Okay. Wait, 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 let me, let me, let me get this correct. Make sure, yes, okay. What year was the last season that this player played in as an Arizona Coyote? As an Arizona Coyote. Or Phoenix Coyote, okay. if he's that old, I guess. 2001. Okay. There's, I have some options here. 
So we're getting close. <laughs> we're getting close. What position did this player play? How do you... How do you want this? Do you want this as, like, the basic, or do you want exact position? Well, preferably exact position. Left wing. That's why I didn't know if you wanted forward or yeah. if you wanted left wing. That helps, because Keith Kachuk and Jeremy Roenick, one was a wing and one was a center. So that helps. Um, I think, right? Uh, now I have to remember which one played which position. I'm going to go with Keith Kachuk. You are correct. Yes! That was an easy one, though, because he's in the, he's in the ring of honor for the Coyotes. He was a Coyotes captain. One of the most well-known Coyotes of all time. So I feel like I that was easier for me this week than Ilya Brzezgalov was for you on the last episode. Oh, it was, but it, it. I just I needed. I needed to have a quick a quick person I could go to because I wanted to act like I had someone crazy crazy hard and then throw Toby at you <laughs> to see if it would like really um come to you that quickly but as soon as i said germany you already knew it so it was like <laughs> i at least wanted to drag it out for a tiny bit with you just to mess with you before i was just like oh this one's a joke and your actual one is coming up next so i couldn't i didn't particularly have time to dig into the deep dark depths of the coyotes because i was too busy trying to plot my uh Tobias Reader one for you, but all right. So the scoreboard stands as Richie is one for one playing name that coyote, and Corey is zero for one. Ugh, I I still I don't know. I am not good at this game. Well, I wasn't able to stump you. I wasn't able to get it right. On the next, uh, well, you'll get a redemption on the next episode. I'm going to be studying everything Coyotes. So it'll be I, your turn. I have two multiple hour plane flights coming up. I'm just going to sit there and study every player. <laughs> so do your research, Corey, so you're ready to play Name That Coyote next time. So speaking of speaking of uh, plane trips, um, I have uh, to wrap up the show. I got one random shit story to bring you and it's it's a good one i think and i think it's the perfect kind of story to tie in something that has to do with the plane trip you're taking here coming up very very soon and it's a story that has to deal with a wedding oh yeah there's that music again Hmm, I haven't heard this music in a while. Yeah. It has to deal with the wedding and how a, a bride chose one of her bridesmaids. So, some of the best and truest friendships have started online with people bonding 
over so on social media over mutual interests. And now there's an app where you can meet potential pals. It's called Bumble BFF. This is Bumble, which most of us know, but just to find your new best friend forever. This is called Bumble Oddly BFF. Oddly enough, I've heard of this. I can't remember how I've heard of it, but someone like told me about the fact that they like, and then I just, I felt like it was really weird. And then I just started feeling really bad because then I started thinking to myself, how many people are so lonely that they're going to use Bumble BFF to find friends? I kind of tend to agree with you there, but apparently it worked out in this case because after moving to a new town to study, Danielle Haley realized she didn't know all that many people, so she downloaded the app and began swiping, hoping to meet some new friends. She ended up matching with a woman who just so happened to be getting married that weekend, two days later to be precise, and it just so happened that this woman was in need of one more bridesmaid to fill her wedding party, and after a bit of time chatting... The bride-to-be asked Danielle if she would step in as a bridesmaid. And she agreed. What a world. Mm -hmm. there, there was not another, like, random person that you knew. Because this person's going to be in your pictures for, like, ever. Mm -hmm. And there's not, like, a person that you're like, ah... You know, we're not the, the greatest of friends, but but we're friends and I've known you for a while. Like, they couldn't even have that person step in. That's a little interesting. Right. So, I don't, I don't know. if I'm reading this correctly, it says that... Maybe I'm not reading this correctly. Oh, yeah, here we go. The bride added that all of her bridesmaids were chosen at random and that they were people she met through Bumble BFF, her wedding photographer, and those that lived in the neighborhood. So that's one way to plan a wedding. Yeah, that's, I mean... Hey. At least it's, at least it's simple. Mm -hmm. You know, makes it much easier, I suppose. Yeah, and it apparently worked out really well. Congratulations to that, that new married couple. But uh, there you go, Sporty Nation. If you're looking for a wedding party now, Bumble BFF might, might be your place. There you go. That That's... That's one way to do it. I will, I like, I, like I said, I will never really fully judge people in those situations, especially too when people like drop out of a wedding, like last minute, and you're trying to fill that person's spot. That's extremely stressful. So, you know, I won't ever judge that. Like, good, good for you. The one thing I've learned planning a wedding is um, whatever the fuck you want to go goes. Like, who really gives a shit in the end? Probably a lot of people actually give a shit, but, like, really, you shouldn't. I mean, I have a bridesman that's going to be in my wedding. Oh, who is that? Who would that be? I, I don't know, Richard. I have no idea. Who would be willing to do such a thing? <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's me. 
It is. It is Richard himself. He will be a bridesman at my wedding. Um, I'm very proud of this. So, in all reality, we will have more of a, a male than female ratio because of the fact that I will have one male on my side. But I don't really care. There is... I'm sure some people out there that will think that's weird. I, I really could give two shits. But that's that's why I say, in the end, really whatever you want goes most of the time. I mean, obviously, there's some things in, in life that always go a little too far. But most things, if you just want them, just do them. It's your wedding. It's one time. You only get to do it once, hopefully. So... Just do whatever you want to do. If you want to bring your friend that's on Bumble BFF, have fun. <laughs> and that that is a good piece of advice to uh, kind of wrap up the show. I think. I by the way, I think you've already started a fight with um, Vegas Nightly. Of course, I had tweeted out the whiny fan base thing, but then I saw that you tweeted out mm-hmm. that uh, guess which. Fan base, well, which fan base do you all think uh, Richie just called whiny on tomorrow's episode? And um, I'm going to delete mine because it's a dead giveaway now. <laughs> um, but uh, they responded to it, Vegas Knightley did, and said probably ours with crying laughing face. So either. They know! See? They even know that they're a whiny freaking fan base. I was going to say, either they know that we think they're whiny or they're admitting to being whiny. I think it's the latter. I think that they are admitting to being whiny. They know it, which is good. That's good. If you, if you know you're a whiny fan base, that's the first step to full recovery as a, as a fan. That's why I just replied and said, you know. Like, because it's it's impressive that at least they know and they admit it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like here, we admit that we can't really ever have nice things. Arizona is not a consistently good sports town. It's just not. We had we had one night where all three teams won. Well, I think also Rising also won the night, so include yes. that in there. So we had four teams have a good night. That won't happen again until who who knows how long. It's like Haley's Comet. Yeah, exactly. So I hope you enjoyed that on Friday night, Sporting Nation, because that was quite fun. Yeah, so at least they know that they are a whiny fan base, and we know that we can't have nice things. Exactly, and that's the perfect way to wrap up this episode of the show. Uh, do you have anything, any last, any last words? No, um, other than the fact that, um, we, we may be hunted down by all of the, uh, Golden Knights fans for tomorrow, for the next show. So, uh, pray for us. Bring it on. Cause you know what? If they want to argue in our mentions, that just proves my point that they're whiny as hell. Oh, damn. You are. I'm going. At, I'm going in on the Golden Knights fan base today. Damn. You are baiting them. Damn right I am. Good luck. 
I, I mean, I will be here to defend you as always. <laughs> and I can't deny they are a whiny fan base. So, you know. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Good night and good hockey, everybody. <laughs>